This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Excited to be here. We're here a little bit late. We apologize. Something about the rain, it always messes things up for us. But I'm so excited to be here this morning. As you can see, I'm already joined by my first guest, who is not new to this show. I think, is this the third or fourth time that you've been on the show? I think, I think fourth. I think fourth, too. Uh, obviously, my guest, if you don't know, is Katrina Aguilar. 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 I always mess it up. You know why, right? You, you know that there is, because there is a Christina Aguilera. Yeah. And whenever I go to say your name, it's a blah, 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 blah. It's, <laughs> but, but just like Christina Aguilera, you are a brilliant singer. Thank you. And that is why she is joining us today. We're going to be talking about her journey, uh, what she has been doing up till today. But you have a very big event that's coming up on Sunday that we're going to be talking about. Um, it is a wonderful concert that is to benefit Autism Care Today, which is a charity that is very near and dear to my heart. But you're very near and dear to my heart as well. Thank you. And we want to tell people your story and how this has all come to be. Um, and I guess to start, I always like to ask people, what are the words that you like to use for yourself in relation to autism? What words do you like to use? I think as a byproduct, um, introversion comes as a byproduct. Um, You've got an earpiece on you that's, yeah, I, you know, that's mine drives me crazy me. too. But you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a sensory, a bit of a sensory nightmare. It takes people a long time to yeah, get used to. But you have it in for a very good reason because we yes. have a guest who's going to join us in a little while that we want you to be able to hear. But And, and that kind of brings me to number yeah. two, you know, Sen- extra sensitive to certain yes. things, like right now I'm not used to all these wires. Yes, but you me. wired literally for yeah. sound. You've got a mic and you've got this IFB in your ear, but you're yes. handling it so much better than most of my guests. But And I love that you're so open and honest in talking about that, but I, what I really want to know is some people refer to themselves as being autistic. Some people say I'm on the autism spectrum. Some people say I'm neurodiverse. Some people I, say I just I just explicit say? I just explicitly say autistic. Okay, That's there we go. And those are the words then that I want to use um, because I think it's different for everybody, and we yeah. want to honor that spirit. But but that sort of you know it's a part of who you are. But I think, and you tell us, the bigger part for me about you is that you're a brilliant, talented, trained singer has toured and been all over the world, um, representing yourself as a young woman, as a singer. It just so happens that you are also autistic and identify as autistic. Um, That's not the be-all, end-all, but it's certainly a part of who you are, and you've never been shy about that. Actually, for the longest time, I have up up till I started writing the show. Right about that time, because you were doing your show for the first time. Yes. So were you quiet about it for a long time? Absolutely. Um, I mean, because as one thing I mentioned in my show is um, for periods of time, I went out of my way to try to hide the fact that I had a mental disability because, you know, from K through 12, um, when people figured when out you were in special ed, you were already you were already kind of a second class citizen socially. So, like when I got out of you know you know high school and went on to my went on to college, 
I mean, for one thing, I was just stoked to not be put in a second category someplace, you know. I mean, they had they had stuff to help disabled people, which I wasn't that happy about initially because it, it just told me that this wasn't, it's not going to go away. But, you know, I, but for periods of time, I did not, I did not like, talking about it. I didn't tell anybody. And right right up to when I got to BOCO, a.k.a. Boston Conservatory, um, you know, we talked before we started rolling about having a sense about people on the spectrum. Well, my voice teacher, as it turns out, you know, had, had a brother that was also on the spectrum so that she had she had to help out and then and my music theory teacher who I did an independent study with um, by the way their names are Monique Finney and Dr. Holleran but they also but he they also had you know had had children as well on the spectrum and so they could they picked it out without me telling them you know, and, and so from that point on, from for like the remainder of like the four years, um, Monique would beg me to talk to be to talk about it, yeah. to be more open about it. But I, I, it just did not happen. And so, and it wasn't until you know I got together with Clifford and started writing the show. I mean, the way the way I did it with the autism thing is it was. I kept it on a need-to-know, need-to-know basis. But otherwise, you know, it wasn't until we, Clifford and I sat down and started writing out this show, and, and, and I started putting two and two together, that, that I started, you know, to be more open about it and realizing that I really needed to for myself and for possibly other people who, grow up dealing with the same mess I did. It makes me very emotional for you. What a brave thing that you did. That you were able to come into, you know, this understanding about who you are as beautiful. Yeah. And to share that in a musical, you know, uh, show. And if that's driving you crazy, until Brad comes on, I don't know if you can see, I pulled mine out. Okay. So uh, you can let it be out, and then okay. when Brad comes in, we'll, we'll hold it in. Uh, so much we got to backtrack about because we've covered so much ground and we want to make sure that our audience knows. So, uh, again, the show that you're doing is this Sunday. There are still tickets available. If you're in the Los Angeles area, it's in Hollywood at a really uh, unique place. It's at the ballroom of the Hollywood Club LA. It's the Hollywood, Ho- the Women's Club of Hollywood, uh, but it's in their ballroom. And I hear that it's absolutely beautiful. Have you been in yet to yes. do a sound check? I hear it's well, just stunning. Well, not for sound check, but we've just a tour. visited. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hear it's stunning. I can't wait to see it. Um, for those of you who like, don't get to Hollywood very often, the address is 1749 North La Brea Avenue. That's between Hollywood Boulevard and Franklin Avenue, which means you're right at the heart of everything in Hollywood mm-hmm. right there. It's where everything is happening. So absolutely amazing. I will tell you that the, chi- the tickets are – very low priced if you're doing something in Hollywood. Thirty-five dollars, you guys, and um, not only will you be supporting thirty-five for like V VIP. Sorry, sorry. That there were cheaper seats. Okay. Because <laughs> you want the front rows, you guys. Okay. You want to be in the front rows. If you need to, you can you can do a little bit further back for slightly less. But thirty-five dollars to be that, in the best seats yeah. is pretty amazing mm-hmm. for Hollywood. Um, I also want to say that if you are watching and you, and we're going to talk about. Because it's not just Katrina on the bill, although that would be enough. Katrina is amazing as a performer, and it would be enough to just see her. But there are some other um, people on the spectrum that are also performing as well. The whole benefit is uh, to, to help these artists uh, to showcase what they can do for us to get the enjoyment of it. And the proceeds that are raised go to Autism Care Today. If you aren't able to attend, because you aren't going to be in the Hollywood area, but you would like to buy a ticket for someone else, I can tell you that you can do that, and we will make sure that people in the community, that maybe that price is a little bit too much for them where they are right now, we'll make sure that that ticket is gifted to somebody. So please feel free to do that. Uh, You can buy your tickets at Eventbrite. Mm -hmm. I want to say that. If you go to Eventbrite and just put in uh, concert 
for Autism Care Today, you will be able to find that. Uh, there is also a phone number, which I have here, and of course I can't find it because you made me well up in tears, and now my eyes aren't working. There it is, 323-769-7000. There is free parking, which is absolutely unheard of at a Hollywood event. Uh, you know, it, I'm going to feel like the queen coming and, and not paying for parking. So absolutely can't believe that. But, uh, again, a concert for autism care today. We hope that you will do that. Um, part of the show will be Katrina's show, which you, uh, you've been able to do this as a, a one-woman show uh, a couple, many times, called Part of Your World. And this is a show that you were mentioning that you've put together with the amazing Clifford Bell. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't see, two weeks ago we had Clifford on and one of the other performers. Clifford is amazing. What they call him, you know, Mr. Cabaret. What is it that they call him? I, he's, he's the king of everything. Think his, cabaret. think his official, the official nickname he goes by is Carabria. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, he's like, he's like Clifford of Cabarabia. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. like Lawrence of Arabia, but he's Clifford of Cabarabia mm-hmm. because he's everything. He's worked with everyone in the under the sun does cabarets and he discovered you is that not correct that he how did he come how did you come to know Clifford well it started with these open mics uh, we had in San Diego with with Tim Moore Clifford would 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 make a trip down with with a friend or so and that's where he first heard me and when I started to have the inclination to do a cabaret show on Disney, um, that's when I got in, that's when we finally got in touch, and then we just, and, well, actually, for, for starters, he had a workshop he was doing that was similar to that show we went to last night. That, that I participated in at first. Okay. And then from that point on afterwards, it's like, you know, maybe we should do do something together. And so that's how. And so together, the two of you, uh, you know, Clifford helped guide you. But it really is the, the work that you love. And mm-hmm. as you said, there was something about Disney music that was important to you. Tell people why. Well, you know, I didn't. You know, I barely realized, I always knew I loved Disney, always have, but I didn't realize just how important it truly was until him and I sat down at a restaurant and I went through just about every song I knew and talked about what it meant and then we, and then together we kind of put the two and two together as to you know, you know, why I've grown up to be what, what I, I think the internet calls a Disney adult. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. You know, and so anyway, I mean, why, why it's important to me? Well, this, you know, first off, you know, as the reason this is called part of your world is because something it was something about the little mer- watching the little mermaid at like 4 or 5 years old and that it got me it first first off I was nonverbal till I was 5 but I don't know if it was how much of it was the music or the or all the visuals and all that but you know somehow you know a, I, I, I started to talk, but even then, the only thing I would talk about was The Little Mermaid. It didn't matter if mom was asking me, okay, what do you want for lunch? I was saying, I mean, watch The Mermaid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, all the same, it started with it's Disney, and, you know, even as I got into other stuff, as you know, as kids do, Disney was always part of the backdrop of my life, which is why... Peter Pan is very, was always very important to me, you know, because, you know, it was like, which is why I'm wearing my, wearing my pin here, and, you know, why I'm kind of going with, with that theme for today is because, I mean, it was like, 
like Peter Pan waiting by, by the window, it was always, it was something that was just always there in my life, even as I grew, as I grew up like Wendy eventually did, you know, so. So it's, it's part of the fabric of your being, and it was, like so many people on the spectrum, the Disney movies became a way of understanding the world, mm-hmm. but it's so, oh, so devastating to me that here is this mermaid who's singing, I want to be a part of your world, that she mm-hmm. feels like the world that she's in is so separate, because it is, it right? Is. It is, and her, fa- her father enforces that. Yes, yes. But um, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we have talked about this before in, in previous interviews about the fact that, you know, it'll, it gave you a way to be able to be in other people's worlds to sing about it, right? Um, and I think that that's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's like that gives you chills, right? It's that full circle moment. So you've been doing that show, but now now you're getting ready to perform it again with some other people on the bill. Mm-hmm. We had George Steves on the show last week, and mm-hmm. George is a wonderful performer, and, and he's going to be performing a couple of songs. Um, and also Chris Tenney, who is an amazing stand-up comedian, is going to be opening the show for you guys. So it is an evening of entertainment mm-hmm. um, that you guys should definitely want to come to. It's this Sunday. I know I will be there. I hope that we will see you guys as well. But we uh, we have a guest who's going to be joining us, and, and so we are going to want to put in our earpieces yes. so that we can hear Brad Ellis. And I know that he's somebody pretty important to you, and you guys are going to immediately recognize him. Uh, but I think it's important to talk about the fact that Brad has done a lot of things in his life and is a very talented performer. He's an American composer, musical director, singer, which I did not know, orchestrator, which I absolutely knew, and jazz pianist. Uh, most of us are the most familiar with him by by sight as being the amazing, always there piano player in Glee. Um, I remember watching Glee and loving Glee and thinking it was earth-shattering. And then, you know, this guy would just mysteriously appear at the piano. Um, and, it, and I don't think in the first season we knew that he was really playing the piano, but eventually we came to know that. But you guys should know that he has worked with the most amazing talent in the world from Victor Garber, Lucy Lawless, Scarlett Johansson, Billy Joel, the Philadelphia Orchestra, Jason Alexander, Gwyneth Paltrow. I could sit here and just say names to you until the cows come home. Uh, he has, uh, you've seen him on the Gilmore Girls, uh, and, and he has done so much music for so many of the things that are all of our lives. But you're a big fan of his. I hear he's a big fan of yours. And Brad is joining us right now via Zoom. Brad, are you there? Here I am. There, there he is. So good to have you here with us. Uh, we're ex- I'm excited to meet you. Huge fan. Uh, and I am excited that you're going to be there uh, at the piano for Katrina on Sunday night. That's pretty amazing. So I want to hear from you guys. How did this come about? When did you first meet Katrina, Brad, or hear about her? Um, Clifford introduced us. Um, I think, Katrina, you might have been 15 years old then. Is that right? <laughs> Thank you very much. But, you know, add at about a little over 15 years above above that. At that is time? When you first the, met him? Yes. You know, and it was just, I mean, that was just a few years ago. <laughs> okay. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I, and I am in my 30s, which is why I'm saying, you know, thank you for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was a few years ago, and Clifford introduced us, okay. and he, pl- he played with, with me for a show of his. Another benefit concert showcase, and and you've worked with talent uh, like incredible talent your whole life. It talk a little bit about why you agreed to work with Katrina and do this show on Sunday. I was very excited to uh, to work with Katrina the first time, and I'm very excited to do it again. Um, uh, Clifford and I go way back. 
And uh, he told me about Katrina, and I found that compelling and interesting. Um, autism causes and spectrum causes uh, have been uh, interesting to me and have been a part of uh, what I do for years. Um, me and my wife, with a producer named Diane Fraser, uh, often put on concerts that are geared towards an autistic audience or an audience of people who are on the spectrum, uh, young people and adults, uh, usually uh, moderate uh, in, uh, uh, in terms of the spectrum. Uh, so these are shows that involve participation. Um, they are uh, shows where um, we're careful to not have a lot of extreme lighting effects or sudden changes of volume. Um, for example, we uh, will include in the shows numbers where audience members receive percussion instruments, uh, which are fun to play and make sound, but aren't so loud as, as to, uh, to disturb those uh, audience members who would be troubled by that. Um, Brad, where are you doing uh, this? Because I've never, yes. I, I've never been to one of these, and I want to go tomorrow. Where have you been doing that, and how can we find more information about that? You know, I should have uh, had that right here at my uh, fingertips. Um, <laughs> we're, we're doing one coming up, and I can't look at my calendar because it's on my phone, and, and I'll, you'll see the ceiling of my oh, yeah, we don't want uh, to do that. apartment. Um, <laughs> uh, What's it called? I so believe, we, and where? Uh, it's Music for Autism. Okay. The organization is called Music for Autism, and uh, our next concert is going to be on, uh, um, coincidentally, on St. Patrick's Day, uh, which I, I think is March 17th. Um, I'm not sure what venue. I, I really wish I had that information. Um, uh, if you don't mind looking at the, the ceiling of my uh, apartment, I think, well, I'm not sure I can get the venue. That's okay. We'll find it, and we'll put it in the notes later on. And maybe somebody – we've got people that are watching. Maybe somebody can look that up for us. If you can tell us where great. the Music for Autism concert is in uh, on St. Patrick's Day, we would love that. But before yes. that, we have the opportunity to see you in a wonderful venue uh, playing for uh, – because I think you're playing also for George. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's right. I'm looking forward to meeting him soon and, and, and learning his songs as well. He did not know that you were the accompanist until he was on the show the other day. That was a big surprise for him. He was like, what? This is fantastic. Uh, well, thank you for sharing the information. That, that's very useful. I appreciate that for <laughs> letting was, him know. He was very excited about it. So, so you have worked, though. This is not going to be the first time that you've accompanied uh, Katrina on the piano. And before, before we became live, I want you to know how much she was waxing poetic about how amazing you are. And because Katrina is a trained professional, she was sharing with me the different, that some people are really good on the piano and some people are really good at accompanying, but she was saying about how you are brilliant at both of those things. It was high compliment time. That's very kind. Um, I... I I share that with other pianists all the time, that listening is key. And uh, I'm a support person, basically. Uh, you know, uh, we service is an important part of life, you know, and uh, one of the needs most of us have is to want to be useful, to want to be helpful. And uh, music offers a lot of opportunities for that. And one of the finest is accompanying, because... Uh, you want to be present for the singer, really hear what they need, anticipate what might be coming up. Um, and uh, you're right, that's a separate skill. Uh, uh, accompanists maybe are a little harder to come by than people who can really type quickly on the piano, if you will. Um, and so uh, I'm honored if, if, if uh, Katrina is pleased with the way I accompany her. <laughs> she said many wonderful things uh, about you. I'm curious because I imagine 
it's a little bit like a dance that, um, and that each partner is a little bit different. You've worked with so many different people. Were there, are there any considerations? Is there a shorthand between you and Katrina now having worked together? Are there things that you like to take into consideration for her? That's an interesting question. Of a question. It's been a while since uh, she and I have uh, made music together. Um, accompanying Katrina doesn't have any specific challenges or differences from most of the singers that I work with in that it's the language of music. Uh, she's fluent in it. I'm fluent in it. We have ears. We listen. We respond to each other. Um, I really enjoy playing for Katrina. She has a tremendous understanding of these songs, almost from the inside out. Uh, the music is great and comes from many of the wonderful Disney composers, but the theme is that the lyrics in many Disney songs speak to people who are on a journey, people who are finding out who they are, people who are working out ways to relate to the world. And uh, if anything, Katrina has uh, a rare insight into that aspect of humanity. Wow. That's quite a compliment. Yeah, thank you very much. And when you talked about how much of music is to, you know, is the honor is in, in like, serving, that's kind of what I this show is for me at, at the core. And, and, and so my job as the performer is to know these songs from the inside out so I can, so I can do that, you know, for myself and for others. Do you get nervous when you perform? Or is, does it just feel like you're right where you're supposed to be? I'm more nervous beforehand. But once I'm up there, you know, I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all right. I mean, it's more the before and after, you know, the performances. Do you get nervous afterward? Yeah, I do a little bit because after, after the performance comes, comes, you know, this schmoozing and socializing part, which, which. Is a, which is kind of a different kind of performing, at least for people like us, you know. So, as audience, is there anything that we can do to be helpful in the schmooze afterward to make it easier for you? Can we just, like, would you rather not have to schmooze? Or if we just keep it short, is there anything that we can do? Anything you can, well, I mean, just, I, I mean, just, I mean, I be kind, be ta be tactful if need yeah. be. If I mean, just, you know, I, I mean, just is about all, all I can say for that. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not anyone's fault. It's just, yeah. it's just how. It's. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm also kind of a shy person. Yeah. So it's. I mean, that. I mean, and that, and that's not the fault of. Of, of anyone else for the most part. It's just like, yeah. even now I'm kind of stuttering. <laughs> You're fine, though. You're doing great. You're doing yeah. absolutely wonderful. Brad, do you get nervous when you are performing, in it, or is it? are you so past that now? Um, I don't get nervous. I, I used to. Um, for me, as an accompanist, nervousness is almost selfish. Um, uh, it's not about me. I'm just trying to be there to help someone. The same way if you saw someone struggling with three bags of, you know, shopping, and you said, oh, can I take a bag? It wouldn't make you nervous to do that. You'd think, like, uh, I'm, I'm just helping. Um, if you were a thief and were trying to take the bag, you'd, you'd probably be pretty nervous. Um, yeah, mostly my mind is just on, on listening and seeing how I can help. Plus, just what amuses me is that uh, – when things go wrong on stage, whenever that happens, uh, instead of being something to worry about, it's almost an opportunity because 
the audience will know something is going wrong. And if you respond in any way that's helpful or, or funny or just acknowledges it, they're with you. They want to support you. So, you know, uh, there's this aspect of performing that is as if it's us versus them, which is never really the case. Um, performing is let's do something together. And so whenever I'm coaching singers who have trouble with nerves, often I try and help them recognize that what they're trying to do is share a song and, and help people have a good time. Uh, and that's not something to get nervous about. You know, a, 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 a tiger running in your direction, that's a reason to get nervous. And uh, often when singers are at auditions, they respond exactly as if the people behind the table are tigers who, who want to rush them. Uh, but in fact, the people behind the table are just like any other audience. They just they they want to well. hear you and help you. Yeah. And I have to say, as an audience member, I I love live performances. And part of what I love about live performances is that anything could happen. And and honestly, the things that I remember most in life as the most delightful moments I've seen on stage is when something has gone wrong. Uh, I, I saw Cleo Lane do Into the Woods, and it was like the first night in Denver that she was doing it, and a set piece picked up her, she was playing the witch, and a set piece caught her skirt and started to go up, dragging her with it, and like they stopped the show um, because they weren't going to risk Cleo Lane's life, right? But then she stayed on stage while they unhooked her. She didn't get quite off her feet. They unhooked her. And she sang a couple of numbers while they were resetting everything. It was the most fun. <laughs> it was the most fun, and it was probably the biggest mistake I've ever seen, um, and one that could have potentially been harmful if somebody wasn't paying attention. But I love when mistakes happen, and I love when people embrace them and say, uh, you know, it's that old Bob Ross thing. When You know the painter Bob Ross, and he mm-hmm. would paint, and he would say, happy accidents. Have happy accidents. You put a blob of paint there, it's now a tree. It's a happy accident, (laughs) right? Uh, So I love that. Do you, as a performer, is it fun for you when things go wrong, or is it a little bit tense when things go wrong? I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting better with that. You know, I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm sort of growing into the mindset as if, like, you know, this is a live performance, you know, stuff happens, you just have, has, have to, to roll with it, you know, and, you know, just, you know, and I was always taught, you know, just, just, just keep going, keep it going, keep yeah. it going. Well, and, and already today, so many, we're live and so many things have gone wrong this morning and we had our machinery died for a minute. By the way, since we're live, I want to say a big shout out to Helen who wrote in and say, said hello to everybody and Rodney Cox. Uh, we're glad that you're here. And if anybody has a question for Brad or Katrina, feel free to write that in. We're live right now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and you can write in live. Of course, the show will podcast later, and if you're watching later, uh, and have a question for either of them, you could still write that in to us, and we'll try to get the questions to you. But you should come and see them on Sunday night, um, because it's going to be a wonderful event. I'm really excited about it. Um, I came to know you because uh, I had a friend that was Joanne Lara, who was one of my dear, dear friends on the planet. And Joanne knew Kiki Epson, who then mm-hmm. knew Clifford. So I got to meet Clifford, and right about the time that he met you, and he said, I, I, got, you, I got to introduce you to this young woman. She's the most incredible talent, and she's got a story. This young woman has a story that has to be told to the world. So I've sort of watched as you've progressed through that. It's really amazing. So I'm excited. I've seen your whole show um, virtually, but I haven't been in the audience yet. So I'm very excited about that on Sunday. I'm excited to have you. I'm thrilled about it. And you guys should want to be there, too. There are tickets that are still available. You can get them on Eventbrite. It happens on Sunday, this Sunday, which is the 25th. And I want to get the time right because it's at an interesting time. Um, I love this, that it's at 5 p.m. on Sunday. It's a two-hour show, so we'll all be home, you know, before it's too late, which I love on Sunday night. Uh, it's being held in the ballroom of the Hollywood Club L.A. That's at the Women's Club of Hollywood. That's located at 1749 
North La Brea Avenue. That's for those of you who are in the know. That's between Hollywood Boulevard and Franklin Avenue in Los Angeles. There is free parking. I cannot get over that. That is just as usual, un unusual as finding a unicorn in Hollywood, but, uh, you know, we're loving that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. As I was saying before, there will be other people on the bill with you. The fabulous Christopher Tenney will be serving as the host MC. He is a stand-up comedian on the spectrum. You guys have seen him on our stories from the spectrum um, that he has done a couple of videos for us. One of them where he went to the car show. He's hilarious. I will go anywhere to see Chris uh, perform. Also, George Steves that we've had on the show many times is going to be performing uh, a couple of numbers as well. And then, of course, you're the headliner. Um, and you are going to be doing um, most or at least a significant part of your show, part of your world. Um, doing my full thing. It's doing the whole thing. Now stop. It's so good, you guys. you got to get yourselves there yeah. because you're going to get to see her whole show. Uh, you can rub elbows with me if that's something that you care about. Um, there will be other people that will be there that I can't give away because I can't make promises about who else will be there, but I will be there. And um, <clears throat> Clifford will be there, of course. of course. And Brad will be there at the piano. Mm -hmm. I, I Charlie mean, Chaplin's piano. What? Yeah. Are you playing Charlie Chaplin's I piano believe, there, Brad? I mean, that's the piano on that stage. Really? So. This just gets yeah. better and better, yeah. you guys. Okay. So, tickets are $35. That's if you want to sit in the very front. Those are the good seats. You should want those. If you would like a reduced price, you can sit a little further back for $25. You can't beat that in Hollywood. Let's remember that the proceeds from this go to a wonderful charity that I'm affiliated with, Autism Care Today. If you guys don't know, they're a national 501c3, and what they do, and this is why I work so closely with them. By the way, uh, this is a charity that was founded by Dr. Grant Pichet from Ask Dr. Doreen. She founded this charity, and she was very specific about it, uh, that she wanted to make sure that the money went to things that families were requesting. Yeah. I love that there are charities that say, we give away iPads, or we do this, or we do that. But what Dr. Grant Pichet wanted was for a family to be able to say, what we need is X, because it's not a one-size-fits-all mm -hmm. community. It isn't. And some people need help with an assistance dog because they're very expensive to train. Some people need a computer. Some people need an iPad. Some people need help with co-pays for treatment. Um, so for autism care today, they you apply for a grant, and they you write a letter, and they give as many grants as they can afford to give uh, based on the need of those families. It's amazing, amazing charity. But they always need more money, and so this is a wonderful event that the proceeds from the event will go, and some people will get some great grants as a result of your work. How does that feel? You know, quite, you know, quite good that, you know, my show can also help, help someone else, you know, with, with, like, with practical needs along with, along with, you know, along with, along with, I should say, <laughs> with the soul, yes. you know? Yes, and, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because one of the things that um, Autism Care Today has, has loved supporting in the last couple of years, you know, things changed a little bit in the pandemic and people needed different things. They gave grocery cards and things of that nature. But they also recognized that there is this growing community of artists in the autism community, people like yourself and Chris and George and many others but these are wonderful, talented artists who deserve a time and a place in which to showcase their art. And all artists have a hard time having that happen. There's a journey for artists, and they have to have fortitude, and they have to have support, and they have to be nurtured, and people have to give them a helping hand so that their message can be received, that they have a place to perform. So one of the things that Autism Care Today has been doing is trying to help artists to have a place and a time to perform. So it's it's kismet that um, you guys are doing this. I think it's a win-win-win, right? You guys are getting to showcase your talent. The proceeds are going to help other people. Um, <clears throat> there's no there's no lose here unless you don't come, and then then you missed out. It's live, uh, and if you're not there, then you don't get to see it. Um, 
lots of other things that we can talk about, but I want to make sure everybody buys tickets. And don't forget, if you're not in the L.A. area and you want to buy a ticket because you want to support Katrina and you want to support the fact that Brad is there and that George and Chris are there and that you want to make sure that a donation gets to Autism Care Today, you can buy a ticket and we will gift it to somebody in the community. So please feel free to do that. I also want to, for those of you who are looking to buy tickets online, Eventbrite is the place you'll go. Look for a concert for, uh, for Autism Care Today. If you are not computer savvy, because all of us aren't, some of us are Luddites. I know this shocks you. Uh, <laughs> some of us There's are There's plenty I don't know either. Uh, well, if it's easier for you, you can call. Um, and there's a, I, I, this is unheard of, right, that you can actually call and speak to somebody, but there is a, num- a number, 323-769-7000. Free parking, uh, amazing. So other stuff that we want to get to, um, I want to make sure, I did not know, is it you or Brad, I'm assuming in this, this list of things that I was giving, that you performed at Donovan State Prison for children in a pediatric hospital in San Pedro, uh, Honduras? San Pedro Sula, Honduras. Yes, that, yeah, that was something I, I did. How did these things happen? How did you come to perform at a prison? Prison? Well, I think we, we just, we just ha- found the connections to, to people who work directly, and then they brought us into the right place and then we and then we went through the whole orient that whole it's it's kind of a long extended orientation and and along along other things but I mean I think we just found found a good organization which connected us you know directly to the prison and and so that's how that worked out. But was it something that you were like, I'd really like to perform at this prison? Or did somebody say, you know, I have a connection with this prison, would you like to perform? No. No, it was just like, well, here's here's how it went. Um, it kind of started with a number of things. You know, I, 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 I mean, I was a... I was a big fan of shows like, you know, Beyond Scared Straight and stuff like that, which which helped, you know, kids who were troubled and, and, then, and then hearing stories on inmates. And then the other thing was um, when I, during my time at BOCO, Boston Conservatory, I saw and fell in love with a show called Dead Men Walking, you know, composed by Jake Heggie. So and and I and I was inspired by by that show by that story and I thought me I kind of wanted I I kind of wanted you know my own place to help wow. the the prison and so eventually I mean I brought that to his my dad's attention and my and it's like all right well like let's let's find let's find the right people and 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 we did and so I mean. Every so often during Sundays, I, it would be during a Sunday service at a chapel okay. in the prison where I would go in and, and sing for them is how that worked. So. And how did that feel that you were there to do that for them? Was that amazing? Yeah, it, 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 it was pretty amazing. And, you know, it was just like, you know, I kind of I kind of I, I have this thing about I wanted to go into – to the the lion's den. I wanted to go into to like the real like the real dark places and and I, mean, I don't I don't want my art just to be for those who can afford it, yeah. you know, those who can pay expensive tickets. I want it to go where I wanted to go where my art is needed, you know. So that and that that was one major thing that came into. So. You were an impressive young. And then you also uh, performed for children in a pediatric hospital in Honduras. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, we have a very close friend of the family. Her name's Sean Plowman. And she, it started with her coffee ministry. Um, you know, it, she, she went down there, and she's a registered dietitian. And she went down there, it's like, and she came to give a lecture on 
what's the, like, you know, you know, proper nutrition for, 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 for sick kids and stuff like that. And, and as she went down, she got stopped down the middle and they said, ma'am, we don't have any food down there. And, and so she then gotten, I think she got in touch with like a coffee plantation. And so she makes this and sells this coffee in these beautiful, extravagant, handcrafted bags that my mom helps out with too. But anyway, she sells that and, and, and then to, you know, to make, to make, to buy snacks and make this, this lovely milk you know, concoction with lots of nutrients for the kids. So, you know, that's how our family got in touch with, with, with the Honduran ministry. So any, so, you know, at, so that's how event with, through our church and through, we, that's how we got to go to Honduras. And that's how, how we got to go to hang with, hang with those kids, visit them, make, make crafts, read stories. And yes, I would, I would also sing for them. You brought your gift. Yeah. Amazing. So what an amazing young woman, uh, Brad, I, you know, I'm kind of speechless here. I'm humbled, uh, by this amazing young woman. I'm assuming that you were not with her when she was singing in the prison. No, I wish I'd experienced that. That sounds like an amazing contribution to make and uh, just a, a way to learn about where people are at in their lives. Absolutely. Uh, so I, 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 we're running out of time here quickly, but I want to go over again that the tickets are available for this Sunday. Today is Monday. For those of you who are catching this later on, the show is on the 25th. Uh, we hope that you will attend. Brad is going to be there. Uh, performing at the piano, which is going to be an amazing treat for all of us. But, you know, you're the headliner. You're the star of this thing. Katrina is going to be doing her show, uh, Part of Your World, and performing a lot of Disney songs, correct? The show is is Disney, basically. Yeah. I'm just curious if the Disney people have gotten to see you yet. If you know any Disney people, you should be there on Sunday to see her do this. Uh, also on the bill, as we said before, Chris Tenney, amazing stand-up comedian, identifies as being on the spectrum, and uh, George Steves as well is going to be performing a couple of songs, and George has been on our show many times before, a wonderful, wonderful performer. Uh, but we also want to, I don't think that anybody found where your event was, uh, <laughs> we, I want to make sure that I, I had no idea that you were doing these concerts for individuals that are on the spectrum. I, I will say that when you said the name of it, I absolutely have heard of that organization and heard wonderful things before. But you have got a concert after this that's coming up on St. Patrick's Day. And we will make sure that we find where the venue is for that. If I recall, if I recall correctly, uh, there, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no charge for those concerts. Is that correct? Because it's for young people on the spectrum? That's correct. Um, I did a little research. Um, so you've actually broken an exclusive because it's not even up on their uh, website yet. That's why I can't find the, uh, it's the, the venue. Uh, it'll be on the Music for Autism website. But as, <laughs> as uh, the show progressed, I checked their site, and it's not up yet. So okay. you may be the first public uh, ex- exposure this performance has gotten. Uh, love, love, love. Uh, and I have heard wonderful things. I am the horrible person that when my son was little, we had tickets more than once to come to one of these concerts because I was so excited because my son is on the spectrum. And I was so excited to bring him to these events. And it became the curse that every time we had tickets, he came down with something contagious. So we never got to one. And I, and I always well, regret it. your fault. No, I know, but it was, but no, but what I'm saying is it's horrible. I'm one of those people that made the reservation and didn't come. Oh. It's good that I didn't come because nobody wanted what we had, but I made a reservation and then I wasn't there. So uh, don't be that way on Sunday, all of you. If you can't come, let them know so that they can put somebody else in your seats. Right? That is the thing. Uh, all right. Unbelievably, we are out of time. But, Brad, thank you so much 
for your work that I had no idea how in-depth uh, autism it was. But thank you so much. I can't wait to see you on Sunday. And Katrina, thank you for inspiring me. And I, I'm sure everybody who watches this, the fact that you are following your passion, following your dreams, uh, out there being very public with it, even though, as you said, sometimes it's hard. But you are facing all of that so bravely anyway, and sharing your wonderful gift is really amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and for all of you, I hope that you will find the way to support Katrina and these other two artists, uh, whether you can be there in person or gift a ticket to somebody. Uh, that's an amazing opportunity that you can do. All right. Um, Rodney says, great show. I agree, Rodney. I'm sorry that it was shorter than we normally do. Uh, but this was this has been a real treat and a real delight to be with both of you. Thank you so much. I do want to give you the programming note that tomorrow we are live with Ask Dr. Doreen. Dr. Doreen Grampichet will be here. And we are specifically tomorrow going to be talking about sometimes with autism, you might be at a point where you're like, what have we missed? What more could we be doing? And we're going to be talking specifically about that, but answering everybody's questions from around the world. You can write in, and Dr. Grampichet is a wonderful expert in the field of autism. She'll answer your questions live on the air. So we'll be back with that tomorrow, uh, and I hope that we'll see you then. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you, too. Bye-bye for now. If you found anything helpful in this video, please give us a like. In fact, make sure that you smash that subscribe button on YouTube and give us a like on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram for important updates. And please download our free podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. See you next time. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.